Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. If you would like the ad-free version of this podcast and help support entertainment talk along the way, please simply head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up as a patron, and then sign up under the $1 level tier. This will get you access to all of our podcasts that are ad-free in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. It's a great way to support entertainment talk and to get your ad-free podcasts. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link is in the description. Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV. It is Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is Roberts. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we just did our um, Game of the Year sort of podcast talking about 2017 for video games, which should be out by the time this is up. Um, and that was that was a lot of fun. That was our last podcast uh, gaming-wise for, for the year, so that was pretty cool. But we're here to talk about our favorite TV or the best TV for, for 2017. I've got my list. Um, we'll, do, we'll do some general TV talks, sort of catch up with what, we, what we've been watching and stuff. Because I've been watching a couple of new things or catching up with certain things. Uh, we have a little bit of feedback, some like listener stuff to talk about. So we'll uh, we'll check in with that in a minute as well. But what have you been uh, watching over the past, well, since we did one of these? Uh, I've been watching a f- fair amount of stuff. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel about the series. I thought, I always thought that it, it needed to be its own identity. I mean, I can understand tying it into the, the cinematic MCU. I can understand the desire to have that tie in, especially given this how popular that is but as long as it's kind of filler for and fill in between on uh, other projects and other stuff like that i really don't think it's going to get its full potential in okay and i don't i know that you know they're obviously not listening to me but that's clearly (laughs) the case um slight spoiler but not so much just because it's literally the first episode uh the season that came back uh they sling the main cast uh an untold number of years into the future Mm-hmm. and they haven't specifically said how far in the future they are they are just definitely in the future cool. and they're all living on a spaceship that's Cree controlled and uh, Earth is completely destroyed like it's ba- the Earth is basically a dead asteroid now and everybody's living on a, a, a clinging floating part of it on a space station mm-hmm <laughs> And the the Kree are in charge of everything, so... Okay, you, you enjoying the season so far, though? It's definitely... It has to live on its own merits now, and I'm definitely glad for that. Um, I'm still trying to get a sense of where they're going with everything, which is always kind of tough. But, yeah. you know... How, how many episodes have been so far? Three, is uh, it? So far, four have aired over here. Four, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, we haven't got any for date yet but i think there should be one in in january or something that's that's when they used to do it because they used to basically take the american breaks out and just air it in one big block which mm-hmm. both both options have their pros and cons um so we'll, we'll see how that goes but maybe i don't know if they'll like ethel would maybe delay it because abc sort of did i know they did because of um inhumans um speaking of inhumans i watched like half the first episode and kind of thought, okay, I kind of want to wait for this show to get renewed so that I don't watch eight episodes and have an inconclusive story. Because um, there there's potential and there's things that I liked about it. But I just sort of don't want to commit to it yet until it gets renewed. Which I don't well, know when I, that would be. I don't know if they're going to renew it. I can tell you that it is its own self-contained story. Yeah. They don't really end it on any kind of a cliffhanger. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to take away from it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the story is the story, and it's basically 
that and done. It might. My guess is that it wouldn't be renewed unless there's like some other kind of tie-in into a shield. Okay. But the story itself ends. At least it ends in the sense that you're not really on a cliffhanger for anything. Okay. But if if they cancelled it, I wouldn't... I don't know if I would watch it. Yeah. If they cancelled it, there's not really any kind of storyline that would need to get resolved. Okay. I okay. mean, there's a, there's a vague-ish storyline, but that could easily be resolved in S.H.I.E.L.D. without having to bring back Inhumans. Okay. I see what you mean. It's just like... I would kind of want it to last a bit more, but then again, I don't know what the resolution is that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd have to see for myself, I suppose. Um, anything else that you've been watching? Anything on like Netflix uh, or anything? Yeah, I'm still watching Lucifer, which I'm cool. still enjoying. It's it's more it's more of Tom Ellis than anything else. Okay. Because he, he it's one of those characters like uh, with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing uh, Neek, and you can tell he's having a lot of fun playing that character, <laughs> even though everybody, you know, doesn't like that character yeah. in terms of within the story. Right. You can tell he's having a ton of fun playing it, and that's the same way with Tom Ellis. They gave him parameters of, okay, you're a Lucifer, you're the devil, but instead of you just like being evil, evil, kill them all, evil, it's more like you bring out the desires of everybody else. Okay. And then that gets whatever fallout happens from that gets blamed on, oh, that's just evil. No. You wanted to do that. He just gave you permission, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still need to kind of uh, wrap up to where they want to be a crime drama or a supernatural drama or something like that. They're still kind of splitting their time among that. Okay. But they've gotten better in the current season in doing that, where it's not as bad as it was during the first start. Okay. How many uh, seasons is there so far? Uh, it's in the middle of three right now. Sorry. Okay. How many episodes are in each season so far? Uh, I think it's a full season, so it's gonna be like twenty twenty one something oh, like that. Oh, okay. All right. See, I, I, I'm in. There's certain shows on my list that like I'm interested, but I want to time them right when I start them. Because I remember, um, in like August or September, I started The Strain, and then like everything came back at the same time. And mm-hmm. as much as I was enjoying The Strain, it just got pushed aside because <laughs> like all yeah. the CW stuff came back, Walking Dead came back, and everything else. Um, so I don't want to make that mistake again. Yeah, um, I would binge the first four episodes. That I mean, that's a good block of. They set the world up pretty well, and if you're if it's something that you were gonna watch and enjoy, you would know it by the end of the first four episodes. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll try that over the uh, Christmas break then. Yeah, because uh, I do have some stuff, quite a bit of stuff planned to watch over over that uh, over the break. So, um, anything else that you've been watching? Uh. Uh, Blind Spot is back for the third season. Uh, they kind of did a, a soft refresh on it. They did a uh-huh. after the end of season two. They did a time skip of about three years, and they did that so they can introduce mystery to it because they pretty much had the main storyline wrapped up. Yeah, because the they'd the like run season. out of tattoos. I think. Was... Uh, well, it's not so much that yeah. they ran out of tattoos; is that they uh, resolved the uh, storyline with the person that was responsible for them. Okay. But then at the end of the season two, uh, time skip three years, uh, the main character, played by uh, Jamie Alexander, had been on the run, and there mm-hmm. was some weirdness going on. I don't really want to spoil it. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit... I, I've seen like, the premiere and stuff. Um, yeah. I think the second episode, but I'm a bit behind on it, but there we go. But yeah, I mean, the time skip allows them to add new mysteries, add new... You know, plot stories without actually having to film it or shoot it or anything like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's interesting. I'm a big fan of Jamie Alexander. I've, I've, lots of my shows have, like, you know, strong female characters that are on, like, my, you know, top fives of, if you haven't seen it, you really need to see it. Um, Cool. Ashley Johnson's always, you know, being the fun nerd without being the stereotypical nerd, you know, with the the glasses and the asthma and the the bad, you know, skin and everything. I so glad that they moved away from that stereotype. Yeah, she was having like some trouble at the end of season two, from what I remember. She was like basically collapsing. Um, yeah, uh, she got kind of got betrayed pretty damn hard in that season. So yeah, yeah, that that was one of the the biggest shocks of maybe the whole show. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching. I've caught up with uh, Riverdale, the first nine episodes, 
and it's that 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 isn't a noise towards the quality of the show it's because they could have wrapped this up in nine episodes but because the cw decided to give this a full season order it's like they've got a second arc that's been like stuck on because they res- they they were like they half resolved the arc um or they resolved the really important part of the first arc and then this storyline like bleeds that comes out of nowhere sort of thing um and i just felt like they could have wrapped it up and it would have been a really cool season don't get don't get me wrong i've actually really enjoyed this uh nine episodes of 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 riverdale that, that have happened um i quite like the characters i know it's like fun and silly sometimes but i know it's i know it's a cw show so um but it still manages to be like serious when it needs to be and when it can and it manages to be funny when it needs to be and can as well um but i i remember hearing the news that like it's gonna get 22 episodes and i kind of thought okay i hope that this mid-season finale feels like a bit of a mid-season finale and it did and i when there were sort of 10 20 minutes left of the episode i was like okay this could probably be a season finale and then they just brought this other thing out um have you watched it at all i cannot bring myself to watch that i grew up okay. reading the archie comics and i honestly didn't know that it was based off of archie when yeah. i saw riverdale until you know there was some like scene between betty and veronica and they specifically said betty and veronica and then they cut to another scene as a promo and they said Jughead. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is a dark, gritty, for the sake of being dark and gritty version of Archie. I have no desire to see that. Okay. Um, see, I have no attachment to the original material, so uh, this is just kind of its own entity to me. But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched like two a day over the past week or so. Because I was on episode like three, and then I had to take the the full break. Basically, the 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 full TV came in, or the winter TV, whatever you call it, autumn TV. That all came in, and I had to be sort of pushed to the side. And I really didn't want to because I enjoyed what I'd seen of the first like three episodes. And then I just like ate ate all the other episodes up. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to the second half. I still think it's going to be really cool. It's just that they they could have had a nine episode season. Um, I started Dark on Netflix, which I'd heard people just banging on about for ages, and I heard some good things about it, and I sort of thought, okay, I'm going to finish the half season of Riverdale before I push it off even further, um, and then I'll start Netflix's Dark. I've watched the first two episodes, it's basically like, um, did you ever watch that French drama called The Returned? It was done on Sundance TV, I'm not sure where exactly, uh, but Channel 4 picked it up over here. Did you ever see that? No, I've not heard of that. Okay, there was a, um, I think it was like an American remake of it that they did um, on Netflix, which was just the first season. But basically, it, this show, Dark, that I'm talking about, is that meets Stranger Things. So it's got some of the same like mystery about this dead person um, sort of thing that The Return has got. But it's also got this like Stranger Things vibe to it, and it's it's very well dark um in terms of like it's even in terms of like its palette and it's sort of uh definitely in terms of its tone i mean it's um it's basically about uh i don't think this is really a spoiler but it's um this dad or this is other character i haven't quite worked the characters out yet there's so many people on the screen that i don't quite know who is who yet but this person um commits suicide like in the first part of the episode uh, or the first episode, and um, there's this mystery about all this cave, and this person's gone down there, or some people have gone missing down there, um, and there's these parents that are looking for their son, called um, Mikhail, I think his name is, um, and then they they sort of, they find these other things that they think are to do with M- Mikhail, um, and then like when the dad goes to look in the cave, and he sort of sees some some mystery and stuff, so... I don't feel like I've quite gotten... I've gotten into it. I like it. I'm going to finish it. But I feel like the story hasn't got to its, like, kick-in point, And I, I don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, I'm enjoying what I'm watching so far. And as you know, I, I quite like mystery and stuff. Um, and to have Stranger Things and The Return sort of in one show is, is very much a uh, win in my book. Um, 
what else is there? Uh, Walking Dead had its mid-season finale. Me and David talked for like an hour and 20 minutes about it. So you can uh, go and watch that. Uh, without spoiling what happened, what did you think of the mid-season finale? Uh, for the most part, I liked it. I mean, they definitely moved the plot along, which is, I'm glad that they did that. The The very, very last scene when they revealed what got revealed... It wasn't yeah. so much that I disliked it, I just disliked how they did it. It was so, Me too. uh, I think it, the easiest way to say it is that it almost felt like an afterthought. Like, did you ever, was Castle ever a big thing over in the UK? Sort of, yeah. I know David watched it. Um, yeah, uh, I think Sophie uh, did as well. Yeah, so for those people that don't know, Castle was a, a crime drama with uh, Nathan Fillion, who I will watch anything he's in, no matter how bad it is, because I cool. love him that much, and he's that <laughs> awesome. And uh, Stan Yukatek, who I'd seen in a couple of things, and, you know, was an interesting person, an interesting character. And the show went on a couple seasons longer than it really kind of needed to. Okay. Didn't and it get cancelled in the end? Yeah, it got cancelled. What it was is that the two actors started feuding for whatever reason and nobody okay. really knew what happened or why they just they just didn't like each other mm-hmm. and this has happened this happens all the time with that, with shows like that and basically what had happened was is that the end of the series just uh, just randomly decided okay we're not going to do it anymore and then they planned they had already shot the last season but they shot it to end on kind of like a cliffhanger okay and so then they uh, resolved the cliffhanger by shooting a final end cap scene. But the thing is, is that the two actors were never actually in the same room at the same time. So they okay. shot it with body doubles. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it's like that. Strange. Very, very strange. So is it like an added... How did they release this scene that you're talking about? It was at the end of the episode. Okay, the, so the, they like edited the episode, it in? Yeah, it never, the final episode never actually aired. And so when they decided no. to cancel the series, they just got the actors in different rooms and uh, shot the final resolution to the cliffhanger, and then just ended it on a whimper. Hmm. Weird. I mean, I'd have to actually see all this to, to get my own opinion, of course. Yeah, I mean, you can watch the last episode. Um, it'll It'll be a little weird because you won't really know what's going on, but... Watching that last scene, you can kind of see, yeah, they just did that at the last minute for the hell of it. Okay. Because they the weren't bo- going to film it. The box set is on uh, Now TV in the UK at the moment. Um, it's strange how they, like, pick them up. Because mm-hmm. um, with, with stuff that they actually pick up, like Sky Atlantic, Sky and Fox stuff, it has, like, the labels in them. And every now and then you'll see a random, just a random show get picked up. And it will have, like, ABC and stuff on it. And let's say you've got deals with, like, ABC and... And some of these other companies that have that have made shows, um, but I don't know. It's kind of strange because the, there's no ABC channel. It's just I guess I guess yeah. they had a deal to bring the box over at some point, and they just made the deal with the with the company. Yeah, but, it's one of those things that it just kind of depends on whatever licensing agreement kicks in. Yeah, the the dates on Now TV are very strange. It's like. Um, some things you'll you'll go to watch and there'll be no date next to it, so you kind of don't know when it will go off. Some things say like, uh, talk for December or talk for February or like March next year. Um, but I suppose it's all to do with like background contracts and whatnot. Um, what else is there? Uh, the Gifted um has almost finished over here. The last episode is today, which I will watch tomorrow. Um, the show hasn't actually been renewed yet, is it? I was kind of like been waiting for it to get renewed again. Um, I but, don't um, know if it's officially been renewed or not. I do hope it does, because I think they're doing really well with it. Yeah, I struggled with sort of the middle episodes to sort of get into them, but the ninth episode was really, really good. And now, of course, there's just the conclusion. Well, hopefully not the conclusion, but the conclusions to the season. Um, But it, it was a bit different to what I thought it was going to be about, but I still quite enjoyed it. But I just struggled sort of in, in the middle parts of the season. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how it resolves, which I know it has done in, in America because they air them on, on Mondays or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see that tomorrow. Um, what else is there? The... Uh, Gotham has been interesting this season. Uh-huh. Uh, there, and I think it's an appropriately named show because they're trying to make the city as in the main character. I mean, you got Bruce Wayne, you got, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, you got 
Jim Gordon and you got all those characters and then all mm-hmm. the villains. But they want it to be the city is the reason why they're these characters are getting birth, not more specific anything like that. So yeah. and they're doing a really good job of that. Um, it's obvious that you know they want the 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 background and the whole gothic kind of set up to be the reason why everything became the way it became. So mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think in like the s- second, maybe the third season, they sort of went off the rails a bit and sort of got a bit. They sort of just drifted off a bit at some point. But I mm-hmm. think towards the end of the third season, I haven't seen the fourth season. Um, but I think towards the end of the third season, um, they they got really back on track, and I've heard nothing but sort of good things, like the show's back on track and stuff. So, yeah, yep. looking forward to seeing it. If because um, there's still the same issue, unfortunately, that Channel Five have the UK rights, but they haven't aired even the third season. Um, and what's happening is basically like a month or so before the next season comes out, Netflix picks up the whole season that's how i watched season three um uh-huh. and basically uh the, it's either that or like the dvd would come out so it would get to such a point that even netflix would pick it up or the dvd would come out um because channel five have got some issue that they haven't talked about um i mean if you go back on their facebook page to last year in march they said like gotham is going to be coming soon and then just haven't said a single word to the to the public um which they should probably come out and say something by this point. I mean, it's been months on end. Um, but I, I, I don't know what the problem is, so we, I, I don't know what the issue would be. But uh, Yeah, that's one of those things that you'll never know because yeah. it's all internal politics and internal uh, mm-hmm. licensing and whatnot. And, you know, this, this makes financial sense. Oh, wait, this doesn't make financial sense. Let's do this. Let's not do this. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth and yada, yada, yada. It it would just look better on them if they said something at least, but unless they, I don't know, we don't know. Well, see, that's kind of the problem. Until the contract's officially signed, anything they say could affect the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, because until the ink's dry on both sides, you know, somebody could say something. Oh, we're doing this, and then somebody's just like, oh, they already announced they're doing this, so yeah. we can change this. And then if they don't do that, then they're the liars. Because mm-hmm. they brought the third season. And I guess they have the episodes on them, but for whatever internal reason that we discussed, they can't air them. So I guess they can't just, like, dump it on somebody else because of the fact that they paid the money for the season. Mm-hmm. But then again, season three was ages ago, so I don't know how many people would... I don't know. But um, we'll have to wait and see yeah. what happens with that. But at least for now, it's on DVD and Netflix, so there's there's some way to watch it. Um, yeah, and if you try to figure it out, you just go cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so should we... I have a couple of comments here that I just want to read out. So I'll do that yeah, next. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is, again, from the Bold Move forum thing because they're quite heavy on like TV and stuff. So they, they've been filling out this um, forum post that I posted. Uh, Sandy West said, Okay, I'll take the opportunity to talk about a couple of shows that I really love that don't get attention, or much attention. Uh, Man in the High Castle, a drama alternate reality based, um, sorry, alternate history based on a novel about the US and the world, which um, would look like if the outcome of the World War II had been different. You get to follow the lives of some of the individuals who are the resistance and also some Nazi rulers, etc. Um, I can't talk about it here. I was going to talk about, um, in Wolfenstein 2, there was this really cool scene they did with um, Hitler. But I think I'll talk about that on the next podcast. Because um, that doesn't really apply here. So um, so they have a different outcome for World War 2. That has been different. You get to follow the lives of the resistance and the Nazi rulers, etc. Uh, set in the 1960s. Um, so, what do you think? Have you seen Men in the High Castle? I've seen the first season. I haven't... Uh, it's one of those shows that I, I like the production value of it. They're definitely not half-assing it. Good. <laughs> I really can't get into the story because, again, it's a really, really weird premise. Um, I'll try to talk about what I can without spoiling it. Basically, what it is is, you're obviously, it's in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much uh, geography you know, but basically, the Nazis came 
from the east to the west and control everything east of the Rocky Mountains. And then uh, Japan came over from the west, and they basically control, like, California, Oregon, uh, New Mexico, uh, Nevada, things like that. And the two sides are still allies, technically, but they don't really get along very well. Okay. Uh, both basically because, you know, they're starting to butt up against each other in this giant landmass. And kind of the whole premise of the thing is that there's these tapes that are out in the wild. And these tapes are basically newsreels from our reality, in which we won, obviously. But they don't, you know, they're things that didn't happen in that reality. Mm-hmm. And there's some, like, weird mystery of who are they, why are they there, what's going on. And it doesn't really kind of go anywhere. It just kind of meanders. And so I did finish the first season. And it, it was okay. watched a couple episodes of the second season, but I just, for whatever reason, it just never really clicked and I couldn't get into it. Okay. Yeah, I've not seen it myself, but I'm interested in, in seeing it. I mean, if you're a fan of alternate history TV shows, yeah, absolutely go check it out. Because, like I said, the production value is really high. Uh, they got some pretty, not pretty famous people, but definitely actors uh, that you would recognize in it. Okay. And I don't really want to spoil it because that's part of it. Is like you see this person in this role, and you're just like, wow, I can't believe they took that role. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. It's no, it's an okay show. Cool. Yeah, I, don't, I see it get like a lot of audience recognition, but just not much like critical recognition at all, really. Um, which is a shame, but uh, you can't help these things. Uh, she says, the second one she says is Bates Motel, uh, like someone else said, apparently somebody else said something else. A really good horror, drama, psychological kind of show about a young Norman Bates from the classic movie Psycho. I didn't actually know that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the two lead characters perform some of the best acting I've seen on TV in recent times. Not so much horror slash gore. Uh, sorry, not too much horror slash gore. If you're sensitive like me, <laughs> um, the scariest part is to watch Norman descend into madness. Uh, there are five seasons out there. The show has come to an end. Um, hope I could be of help here. If somebody, if someone out there is looking for new stuff to watch. Um, I'll quit my rambling now. Hogs from Sweden. I guess she's from Sweden. Um, yeah, I'm bad at watching old stuff, so I haven't seen Psycho. Um, I mean, I only just recently watched uh, Home Alone, the first one. <laughs> so, uh, you're not missing much. I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the other three. Uh, but I don't know. I always have this thing of like, oh, Matt, you should watch like Back to the Future and, and like Shawshank Redemption and all these other cool things. And I'm like, I want to. I just there's so much new stuff all the time that like it's hard to go and watch stuff that's been released before my time and that. Um, but I didn't know it connected to Psycho, so I'm more, even more interested now. Um, so is it some sort of prequel or spin-off or do, what? What's basically the... a prequel. I okay. haven't actually seen it myself, but I know enough about it to know that, yeah, it's basically just a prequel to the movies, but, you know, set in the modern era, so... Okay. So should I watch the film and then try this series? If it's, like, designed I, as a... I, there'd be no need to. Okay. It's, it's self-contained on its own, so... Okay. Is there no, like, ties towards it or anything, or...? That, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't actually seen it, but I've seen enough of the trailers to know where they're going with it, so... Plus, there's no shame in not having seen the, the original movie Psycho before, because that was back in the, back in black and white era for film. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know, uh... Uh, what's-his-face? The guy that played Batman in the Nolan series, whose name I can't... Christian, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah, he played, the. Uh, the title role in the uh, modern remake of Psycho. Apparently, okay. he went, he was like really good at being insane in that movie, but I haven't seen that either. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. Cool. Um. All right, these are a bit disorganized, but I'll read out two more comments that are here. There's some like replies and conversations that I haven't seen the start to. Um. Just finished at. Adobo1148. I do recognize some of these names because the, the guys at Bold Move read them out when they're doing their other podcasts and stuff. 
Um, so it's just finished the Deuce and rewatching season one of The Wire. Two other shows that I need to watch as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see more Wire cameos on the Deuce. Maybe uh, Kema or Carver. Not sure who they are. Uh, pretty rad if they got um, Idris Elba. Though probably a long shot. Still can't believe I didn't immediately notice the Angelo Barkside as Patrolman Alston. Um, so have you seen either of these shows? No, I've not seen The Wire. I've heard good things about it. It was set in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. And so, you know, it's it's always cool when they do a show that's not New York and Chicago. Nothing against New York and Chicago, but fucking hell, everything is set in New York and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it was set in Baltimore. They filmed it in Baltimore. From what I know from the people that have watched it, it was really good. But, you know, it never really uh, clicked on my buttons. Okay. Plus, I think it was on a cable channel I didn't get. It wasn't on anything, you know, broadcast. It wasn't like ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah, I think both of these were on, on HBO. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move into our best TV for the year. Um, I'll let you go first this time, since I went first on the uh, on the gaming podcast. God, best TV. That's a toughie. Um, definitely as a category, I would put... Uh, the gifted just because it, it struck that really hard balance of being in a very very specific universe without being able to um put people in from that universe yeah so obviously we're in the x-men universe and they have mentioned the x-men and the brotherhood so we know they exist but they're all you know they are on their own um, unfortunately, they, do, they did do that thing of, like, the big one event that kind of really pit mutants against humans. I'm not a big fan of that. Because, I mean, yeah, there are big events in history that do that, but I'm more of a fan of the slow burn. To where it's a little thing and a little thing and a little thing and a little thing, and then all of a sudden, holy crap, look at where we're at. Yeah, I like that sometimes. It depends what show it is, like, because that really depends on, like, the quality of how which show does it um some things like game of thrones in its earlier seasons had the slow burns and it really worked quite well um now they're more like completely opposite where they're trying to finish the story as quickly as they can um yeah hulu is doing a thing at least over here in the states to where hbo shows are normally like a, a bonus paid thing to watch those but you can watch them for free so i really need to finish up game of thrones while that's still a thing oh okay so how, how does that work did they do some like deal with HBO? Yeah, they've got a, over here in the States, Hulu has a deal with HBO to where if you pay like an extra five bucks a month, then you can stream their services along with, you know, the HBO Go app. It's not everything, but it's like okay. I'd have to get on the app to look at it. It's like uh, Game of Thrones, I know is one of them. Uh, I think maybe Ballers. Let me load up the, the Hulu app real quick while I look at that. Okay, how much is Hulu on its own? Hulu on its own, I pay... Eight bucks a month, okay. and really the only reason why I paid is because it's a requirement to be a, a, a paid member to watch it on a console. <clears throat> okay, so they had like a free so, version as well or something. Yeah, there's a free version, but it's like a really stripped down, limited you know version of it, and I'm okay with that because there's so much content that they have on there that uh, you know they have to pay for it somehow. Okay, so it's about the same price as Netflix then, because Netflix. Yeah, is so like- I have like. I have two paid streaming services. I have uh, Netflix and Hulu, and technically Amazon, but that's part of my Prime service. So, yeah, yeah, because you you get that's with the Amazon Prime thing, isn't it? Um, How much is HBO like on its own? Uh, fifteen bucks a month. Okay, is that like with or without cable? That's uh, without cable. Okay, so that would be for the the Go app or the what's what's the difference between. Going now, HBO. HBO Go is the paid app. HBO Now is the app if you already pay it through like a cable service. Okay, so are they the same thing, just a different like yeah service? Yeah, it's basically if you have HBO as like part of a cable package, then the HBO Now is like live is like streaming and on demand for any HBO content. I think that includes movies as well. Okay. Whereas uh, HBO Go 
you pay that, and you basically get the same thing, but it's without having a cable subscription. Hmm. Okay, so quite a few different options for all this, all this stuff then. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm on the HBO part of it now, and it's mostly uh, old stuff. Um, like, uh, there's a Down and Dirty, Eastbound and Down, uh, Empire Falls, Entourage, you know, some of the older stuff, but there is, you know, Game of Thrones and Ballers, um, and just some of the small stuff. Okay. It's like a, it's like a co-partnership. Cool, that's pretty cool. At least there's some other option then out there for people. Um, any other shows that you really liked from this year? Uh, I definitely liked um, Gotham. I think they're they're back on track to where they need to be. That's a good show. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, we've already talked about the CW show, so I'm trying to think of anything else that's really captured. I mean, Lucifer, obviously, um, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's a, and mostly it's just all the weird stuff that I've been watching. Uh, okay. The Gold Rush is back again. That's the semi-documentary about people that do gold mining up in Alaska and Canada. There's uh, Curse of Oak Island, which is, is in its next season, and that's always interesting just because it's like a 300-year-old treasure hunt. Uh, and, you know, just random stuff like that that'll pop off every now and then. Cool. Um, and, like, the, the DC shows, obviously, have been fairly good this year as well. Yeah. Um, any other shows you want to talk about, or should I do my, my list? I'll go ahead and do yours. Cool. So I kind of got more honorable mentions than the top in the, the outside of the top five. Uh, but I'll I'll do my honorable mentions as well. Um, so number no, no, we'll start with number six. Uh, first honorable mentions Fargo, uh, the anthology series from um, oh, what's that guy's name? The guy that did uh, Noah something? Noah Holly? Noah Holly is his name, I think. Um, so he did the third season of that, which. I think takes place after the first one because you got season one, then you got season two, which takes place before season one. They are they are anthology, but they're sort of tied together in like bits and pieces, um, a little bit like with American Horror Story, but a little bit more tied together as well. Um, really good third season had um, the acting from uh, Ira McGregor this year, who played one of the uh, the doubles for, from the brothers. Uh, he did a really good job as well with that. Um, I liked it a lot more than the second season. It just had a lot more sort of oomph, and the characters were better this season. Um, and had a nice twist on its conclusion compared to the other seasons, I think. Um, I really don't think you would kind of see it coming, but in in a good way. Uh, the ending one wasn't necessarily, like, nice, but it was, like, different in, in a way, so that was, that was really good. Um... But I really enjoyed that that this year. That was really cool as well. Uh, have you seen Fargo? Uh, no, I need to watch it, but I haven't had a chance to really see it yet. Cool. Um, I think it's on FX in the in the US. So yeah, it is. However, you get that. Uh, the Leftovers is another honorable mention. HBO show came back for its third and final season, um, which I think did a really really good job. One of the very few religious shows that I'm interested in, mainly because it's not isn't like. <sighs> It's not just based on religion. You've got like interesting characters and different things that are happening, and a lot of different consequences. And of course, the whole mystery of like people going miss- missing and stuff. Um, and I think they did a really good job with the the third and final season, especially with how it concluded, which I won't spoil. Um, but I'm very happy with with how the third season went. There was a couple of episodes that I could have would have done different things with, but overall, they did a really good job with the, with that third season. Uh, season two of Stranger Things almost got into my top five, but the top five for me was was pretty close. Uh, I was moving some shows around and stuff and, and whatnot, but uh, definitely deserves to to be in here. Um, not it didn't do anything necessarily worse than the other shows in the top six, but um, all these shows have to have to go somewhere, and this is just where Stranger Things ended up. Um, did you enjoy this season? Yeah, I really like Stranger Things. It was one of those that, you know, obviously time marches on, so characters had to age, and I'm glad how they did it. Yeah. Um, the one episode that was 
completely disconnected from everything else. I, I'm not going to hate on it because it wasn't like it was a bad episode. Mm-hmm. episode seven. I just feel yeah. like they they had it in for the sake of trying to expand the world past the one little small town in Indiana. Yeah, and I think that rubbed people a lot of, of, of the wrong way, but. If the third season kind of expands on that and then kind of brings that back into the fold or expands the universe out past the city, then it'll make more sense. And if they don't, then I'll start hating on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think they did, they did a solid job of the second season. Um, the Is it the Duffel Brothers? The Duffel or Duffer Brothers? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to say Duffel. Um They've said that this show could last like four to five seasons. I think that's a good length. You don't you don't want to be one of these shows that's around for like 12, 13, 14, 15 seasons that are just like not plodding along, but just making story for the sake of staying on the air, basically. Um, yeah, a lot of shows do that. Yeah, um, which uh, Walking Dead is kind of in danger of doing. I know it's got a comic book that it's behind, but... Um, all I'll say about Walking Dead is AMC have got to be careful because they're starting to make some big mistakes. Um, and ratings are—I mean, we spoke about this a bit in the mid-season finale, but I'm going to bring it into this into this conversation a bit. Um, but AMC just need to change the way that they're doing certain things and stop being greedy and kind of just. Realize what they have and treat it properly is is sort of what I'm going to say to that. Um, would you kind of agree? Uh, I can see why people see that. As someone who has literally never read a single page of the comics, I really couldn't say that 100% for sure because I don't know where uh, they're diverging. I like the show on its own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, past that, I don't have the background to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of the background politics stuff, I just can't, like, ignore it because it's starting to affect the show in in certain ways. Um, and, I mean, when I come on a podcast to talk about a show and I have this knowledge of these things that have been happening, I'm not just going to not talk about it. So, um, yeah, they need to sort that out. But, anyway, getting back to the TV that we, we really enjoyed this year. Uh, Stranger Things, I think I kind of talked about that. Great second season. Um... They were thinking about doing this as an anthology, which I think was a good decision not to do that because they built up these characters really well and stuff. Uh, but enjoyed that as well. Um, the third season of iZombie, which I know we we did the, the podcast for the the, uh, the season review, um, which basically we talked about that on there. But really enjoyed the third season. Thought it took some some risks, especially in the finale, which I think you agreed with me on. Um, yeah, it went really dark. Yeah, it took, took some risks. Went a bit darker, which. Um, could be a risk, but it's it's worth taking a risk sometimes with with your stories. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes in the fourth season. But uh, they've been brave, which is which is a good sign as well. You don't want to just kind of do the same thing continuously, which they weren't in trouble of doing. It's just cool to see them taking some risks. So um, we'll see how that pays off ne- next year. Um, <laughs> next two are British shows, which I don't know if you've seen any of. Um, Dr. Foster came back for its second season. Incredible second season of a show. If you want to talk about shows that are taking risks and going dark, for a show that, you know, is supposed to be dark, um, and making you think things, but not messing around with you, in in a way, like, showing you things that could happen, but may or maybe, maybe not doing them, sort of thing. Um, but not, like, mucking about with its audience, and giving you, like, silly cliffhangers and stuff. Um... Have you heard of this show at all? I have not. It's not anything that uh, popped up over here. Okay. It's not really that popular over here, so I wouldn't imagine it would be as much overseas. Um, although sometimes you do have the opposite effect. Apparently 24 was bigger over here than it was in its own country, so I don't know. Uh, Broadchurch came back for a third and final season. Um, incredible acting from David Tennant and uh, Olivia Colman. And the third season wrapped itself up really nicely, did a nice simple plot. They just came back they came back and had sort of a new plot which tied into some old stuff, but uh they took some risks on that show as well and I had the one plot hole which I can't really talk about because of spoilers. Um but they took some risks, it paid off and they had a really good finish to the season, so that was really good. 
Uh, last one I wanted to mention in the honourable mentions is Master of None, which had its second season. I, I don't know if it was as good as the first season. I think it was maybe equal to it, which is which is fine. Um, the strange thing is, is the actor that makes the show is the the guy that plays uh, the main guy, and he said he's not sure about a third season, but um, they haven't like cancelled the show. In, sorry, I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, he came out and sort of said uh, he's not sure what he's going to like do with the third season, but if you want to take your time and get an idea together and then come back in, that's better than just like rushing something out. So, um, Okay, into my top six. I've got Better Call Saul at number six. Um, again, another show that took risks, had stakes, was interesting, well acted, well written. Uh, had some some shocks and some turns. Me and David did a podcast for uh, the third season. Um, did you watch this this year? Uh, I don't think that's a thing over here. Uh, back back also on uh, AMC. Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's on. Um, so it's, it's the Breaking Bad prequel that's been running for a couple of years, um, and it's it's sort of like there for now. Breaking Bad show that they had like in place. That's not to say it's trying to like leech off of it in any way, but it's doing well as like a separate thing. Um, but I would recommend that you watch uh, Breaking Bad first if you haven't seen it. Uh, number five, The Defenders. We finally saw them all sort of come together and form an alliance, I guess, or an, an assemble, um, which I thought worked really well. Uh, hopefully we see the Punisher in like a second season of this. If if they it's decide. been confirmed that uh, Punisher is getting a second season. I don't know if he'll be in the Defenders. Okay, but cool. Um, but yeah, they came back and had the uh, the assemble with Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and uh, Luke Cage. Did you think it worked well? I think it was okay. I mean, there's a lot of stylistic things that kind of worked. Um, and this is something I didn't notice at the time, but when you rewatch it, it makes sense. Uh, because, like, in the first couple, three set episodes, all the scenes with Luke Cage was like a yellow-lit background, and then all the scenes with uh, Matt. Yeah, so one of the things that I really liked, I didn't notice it at the time. Yeah. But when they shot it visually, each of the Defender characters had a color backdrop that was the same as their, like, main color. So when it was a Matt and Burdock scene, there was a lot of reds everywhere. If it was a uh, Luke Cage scene, there was a lot of yellow tones everywhere. And so that kind of was cool. I think the they needed to introduce them and get them together on some level a little bit sooner. But, you know, the pace Maybe. worked. Yeah, I think it was nice and, nice and short in, in some ways. But... Uh... Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a very strong season. Uh, number four is going to be Star Trek Discovery. Came back, um, or didn't come back, had a, had a new start. Star Trek had a new season for the first time in... I heard it was 12 years, because I heard the last one was 2005. Did it finish or something? Um, uh, that The last one, I think, was like kind of an origin story. It had... Uh, um, actor, I can't remember, but he was in... Uh, Quantum Leap, if you ever saw that show. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was okay. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to see any Discovery because it's not on broadcast here in the States. It's exclusively on the app. Yeah. And so you have to be a subscription to CBS Prime to watch it. And there's not enough on CBS that I want to watch that I would do that. So. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's on... Netflix over here, um, like the, the day after kind of thing. But uh, as a Star Trek newbie, as somebody who doesn't really know anything about Star Trek beforehand, it was a nice kind of, um, I was going to say discovery, but it was a nice kind of discovery for, for, for myself to kind of discover this universe and sort of find out about it and see these cool new sort of characters and to see um, Sonequa from um, The Walking Dead in, in this as well was really good. Um, and this was another kind of show where it's like, it's been in, in the family kind of thing. Um, cause I know I talked about Crash Bandicoot and how that was kind of in the family as well. Um, like my, my nan used to watch lo loads of the Star Trek stuff. My dad used to watch some of it as well. Um, 
So it felt like this was like my time to watch it. This was my sort of show. Um, rather than me going back and watching the old stuff. This was like a sort of revival reboot type thing. Um, for Star Trek. And you know it's, it's on Netflix. It's a modern day one. And um, it, it just sort of sat right with me. So uh, I did reviews for each episode. Um, leading up to the mid-season finale. Which was episode 9. It's going to come back like early January. So I'll be doing those again hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, re- really enjoyed it. It was a it was a nice discovery for for me to kind of see this see this world, and uh, not have to wa- and not have to watch something like really old. So um, yeah, that was really good. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with the Flash. Um, continues to be, I think, the best superhero show, maybe. Yeah, out of the four, it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of for me doesn't. In- oh, then we're talking about. Um, I was just thinking of the Marvel Netflix shows for a second, but. Uh, yeah, the, out of the four of the out of the four of the CW ones is definitely the the best of those. I I still think I know the end of the third season had people had some issues with, which I think we kind of agree with. Um, I think the majority of season two and th- and certainly this first half of season uh, four, three. What season are we now? Four. Uh, four. Yeah, the first half of season four has um really impressed me quite a bit. Yeah, because uh, it was a reverse flash. Uh, Zoom, uh, Savitar, and, and now this the Thinker. Yeah, and and them taking like a, a different risk, um, with having a different villain and sort of changing things up was was really cool as well. Uh, and I think effects wise, I know Legend is kind of like crazy with effects and whatever, um, but I think they really nail some of that stuff as well. Um, and I just yeah, I love the Flash. I still still think it's a great show. Uh, number two is going to be The Punisher. Um, I think this is... I know I did... See, here's the weird thing. I did rank the Marvel Netflix shows, and I put... Um, I won't spoil the list, but I put something else above The Punisher, because at the time I felt like I liked the other show a bit more. Again, you'll have to, you'll have to see the list to find out what one that was. Um, I might change the list, but at the time, that's just what I was thinking. Um, but, yeah, the acting from John Bernthal, the the stakes at risk in the show and like how everything plays out and the characters that get into danger and you don't know if they're going to survive and some of them don't um and you in other shows you'd kind of expect them to survive and they would but in the punisher they just they just do die in some of these cases like some characters have come across dangerous situations that they don't exactly put themselves in but they get put into by other characters they don't necessarily make out of, or some do, but not necessarily in the best shape. Um, and they sort of throw the Punisher into it as well. Uh, I really like the the storyline of it, um, the whole like soldier PTSD sort of thing, and how how each character, like post war, deals with their P- PTSD and what they're sort of doing with their lives. I found was really interesting, um, and Punisher's general like revenge story was really cool, and especially how he like links up with his friend and his sort of kind of sort of revenge story but not not necessarily in the same way as Frank's story um how those sort of come together and play out I thought was really really good um yeah I just thought it was fantastic this season and number one is going to be Game of Thrones which continues to just be incredible uh especially this season um I'll say the ending of season seven was some of the the best TV I've ever seen. Uh, I won't spoil what happens because that's a spoiler. But uh, if you want to know sort of more in depth and sort of in the moment how I was feeling, go and li- go and listen to our uh, episode seven review for season seven. And just, um, I mean, I know it's kind of a case of like the show's coming to an end and they have to wrap these things up and take risks and have stakes. But the way Game of Thrones pulls it off just works. Um, and I know it's a case of like HBO have more money than anybody else apart from disney really <laughs> uh but um and th- therefore they have like a higher budget for the show and stuff but there's just certain shows out there that should be taking more of these risks and th- and they aren't um and yeah they, they 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 spend the money on the show they put in the effort and it works so i think that's uh that's sort of that i think but um yeah, I'm really excited to see the next season. Probably won't be next year. Probably will be 2019. But I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. It'll be short and sweet as well. 
or sort of short, long and sweet, because the episodes are going to be longer, but there's going to be less of them. Um, but uh, that's going to be quite the conclusion, I think. So, um, Have you seen like any of it at all? I know you said bits and pieces about Game of Thrones. but Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty much caught up. I mean, I digitally own oh, okay. the first five seasons. Um, and I, through the streaming service, I have seen all of six, and I'm catching up on seven. Cool. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I can definitely see why people like it. I mean, it's well-produced. Uh, it's got a great uh, you know, world that they created. I think part of the problem is, is that it's hard to get invested in any character knowing that they're probably going to get killed off in 20 minutes. Yeah, so the part of... I mean, I agree with you, I'm not disagreeing, but, like, that's the whole part of stakes, like, not knowing if characters are going to die, or, like, you get invested in somebody and they die, it's, you know, has has more meaning to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to have a character or a couple, three characters that you can really rally around and build a season around, and they kind of sort of do with uh, uh, Daenerys and yeah, Jon Snow and, yeah. and all them, but... I mean, really, a friend of mine was uh, had never seen it before and was binging it, and we were talking. She's like, "Yeah, I'm, like it's looking like it's really going to get interesting," and I'm like, "Okay, well, what's the next episode?" And she's like, "Well, it's season three, episode nine. and I couldn't. I knew it was important, but I couldn't oh, remember, God. so I looked it up at IMDb. <laughs> and it's like the Red Wedding. Oh, oh, you're at that episode, mm. and she just looked at me and was like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> This better not happen. This better not happen. It was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then uh, later she was just, she was actually upset crying that they killed the wolf. She thought that was like beyond something or other, so. Okay. See, my Game of Thrones, I, I spoke about this a bit in, in our preview podcast for the le- later season, which is our first ever one on Game of Thrones. Um, But I kind of spoke about like, my tainted experience of Game of Thrones because I knew about every single death before going into the show. So I was just... And it wasn't a case of, like, I could skip the episodes. I still wanted to experience it for myself. It was just... It just does take away from that. Um, Mm -hmm. But for seasons 5, 6, and 7, that wasn't the case. So at least I've had some of it. Not spoiled. But in a case where, like, a humongous show like Game of Thrones comes out and you haven't seen it for four seasons... You're going to come across one or two things. But in my case it was. You're going to come across all of the things that have happened. Um, for the show. Which it still kind of annoys me to this day. But what what can you do? It's You can only you can only do so much to say it, stay away from spoilers. Before like they're all over the internet. So. Uh, especially from things of like seasons ago that happened. So I don't know. But it still continues to just. Surprise me and impress me. And just be insanely good that it had to be top of the list so mm-hmm. uh all right that's our t- best tv shows for the year um do you have any like do you have one specific show that like stood out to you yeah and, and it's kind of weird um but the orville um i don't know if that started Ta- airing yet the orville okay i don't know if that's uh, started airing over there yet or not it did um, um last week actually started on thursday yeah and, and in terms of uh visuals and tone it's exactly what you expect from the guy that does uh, family guy and right. american dad and all that to do a star trek based show mm-hmm. but i i like it just because they find a way of presenting a thing to you know that's not good without actually being super preachy on it which is really really hard because there's several episodes that have been like social commentary, <laughs> but the as I we've talked about before and as I've said before, I kind of don't like those shows because they yeah. take what their what they say is what they see as the correct opinion, and then they uh, use that as a cudgel to beat you over the head with it if you have wrong think. And they've managed to do it in a way that it's not it's not you know super preachy. It's not you're super bad. It's just they they present their social commentary episodes as we don't like this and here's why without actually saying you're wrong if you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me get the, ep- I won't spoil it, but probably my favorite episode in that is one specific one. Let me get it here real quick. Okay. I, I'll just quickly uh, say that after seeing Star Trek and really getting into it, 
I don't know what my opinion's going to be of... I know it's, it's a case of, you know, you have to watch it before you get an opinion, I know. But, I just... I don't know. Is it is it more of a comedy or more of a drama? It's definitely a comedy. I mean, there's okay. a couple of drama parts to it. But it's definitely more a comedy. Okay. Let me get the episode Just guide here. After Star Trek, I don't know how I'll like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, there's an episode. It's already been uh, officially confirmed for season two, which is really cool. There's an episode oh, called Majority Rule. Okay. And that's that's kind of the episode that I was talking about to where, you know, they it's not like they uh, are saying, you know, you're wrong if you do this, you're wrong if you do that. But they present a scenario, and it's really, really, probably my favorite episode so far. But, I mean, Seth MacFarlane's amazing in it. Uh, Penny Johnson-Gerald, who you would know from 24, is in it. Who? Uh, Penny Johnson Gerald, she played the president's wife in the first couple three seasons oh, yeah, of Twenty Four. You mentioning mentioning that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter Macon, who used to be T Dog on uh, Game of, on uh, uh, Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead, he's in it. <laughs> uh, who else? They uh, got the the girl who played um, Thingy from Agents of Shield, Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah, she's Adrian. Uh, I never know how to pronounce her last name. I want to say Palicki, but I don't know, what know it if that's is, actually... So. It's P-A-L-I-C-K-I, so to me that says Palicki, but okay. that might be wrong. But yeah, she's really good in it. Um, uh, 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 Victor Garber has a recurring role in it. Oh yeah, um, Stein from, from Legends. Stein yeah. and other things. If you want to see him in a really interesting role, uh, watch the old show Alias. Okay. Uh, it's kind of the, not the official, but it's kind of where uh, Jennifer Garner and uh, um, the guy that plays a rocket in uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, that the, does the voice of Rocket. Um, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, Bradley Cooper. It those That's where those two kind of got their big, big, uh, uh, not debut, but uh, that's where they started to get really recognized. Okay. And it's another show with you know great strong female lead character. So, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll try the, the pilot episode and stuff. Um, I won't just like completely dismiss it, but um, yeah, I guess all I can do is try it. So I'll see how I yeah. how I feel after. It's it's definitely a lighter tone. It's definitely uh, you know, like I said, it is Seth MacFarlane basically doing a Star Trek show. Yeah. But it it only in the sense that you know they're on a spaceship. There's a command structure. There's kind of like a Intergalactic Interspecies Federation, but that's really it. Okay. That's the only real similarities. I mean, I guess going forward, I could have Star Trek as the drama version and Orville as the comedy version. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Um, the one other show I did want to—I know I talked about it a bit, um, but like I didn't put it in my honorable mentions or anything—is The Walking Dead. But I just feel like I still like the show and stuff, and still think it's good. Um, but AMC just have to have to sort out what they're doing. So um, definitely, yeah. How how do you feel about it? Like overall, I mean, I like it. I've liked the last couple seasons a lot because we finally had what I kind of wanted, but didn't know what I wanted was over the top characters. I mean, you've got Ezekiel in the Kingdom, you've yeah. got Negan and the Survivors. You kind of, and that's always been my problem with the show is that you kind of figure when the shit hits the fan and everything goes to 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 complete crap like that everything goes pear-shaped those are going to be the the personalities that really become prominent yeah um and you can kind of see that now with like social media and youtube and twitch and things like that character people like that that are either that kind of a character or can play up that kind of a character kind of get you know some more recognition than a normal person would mm and so that's just kind of taking that to the nth degree. Yeah. I mean, it's the case of, like, they got two lawsuits on their hand. They recently fired somebody. I'm not gonna, I, re- I refuse to spoil it. Um, recently fired somebody. In previous seasons, they filed, fired people for similar reasons. Um, mm-hmm. They're clearly holding back <coughs> money from the show because, I mean, Kirkman and all the producers have said, like, okay, we're going to sue them because they haven't paid us the money. So clearly they're holding back on the money. Um, 
So it's either a case of they keep going the way they are and they will sink, or they change and sort things out. So it just depends what what version they uh, go with. So, uh, but that's the last I'll say on that. So um, I think that's it for our, our TV podcast. This uh, or our best TV of of 2017. I kind of had a rough idea going in. I just had to sort of sort out the order basically. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure we'll, we'll we'll keep the podcast, but I'm not sure what exactly. I've been trying to figure out what to do with this podcast exactly because there's a lot of potential for different ideas and stuff. And if it, if anybody has any ideas, um, go to the schedule coming soon and an Amazon affiliate page. That's basically the first post, um, on the website because it's pinned at the top. And there's lo- there's a ton of different ways that you can contact us in there. Um. To maybe get in touch with us, let us know if you have any ideas for the podcast. Um, it's just that there's <laughs> there's so much TV to talk about and so much that we watch that like because um, what I've kind of been doing is throwing like ten, fifteen different shows in the podcast and just talking about them for a few minutes. I do like doing that, um, but I just think there's potential for something else as well. But maybe I'll figure it out over the holiday season as well and uh, figure something out. Do you have any ideas at all? Uh, no, because, I mean, the CW podcast that we do, obviously, is very specific, but it's also very open, because it's the CW shows, but there's four of them, soon to be five. Um, yeah, and, then, and you've got Titans coming, I'm not sure what. Yeah, we got Titans coming, and, uh, yeah. you know, they've obviously cast the, uh, the, the uh, Nightwing character for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, you know, can get folded into, but if you go to, like, a general TV podcast, there's, you know, between me and the States here and you and the UK and the different channels and the different time frames, it's really kind of hard to organize any kind of locked theme yeah. to that. Yeah. I mean, there will be the case of, like, I'm ahead on certain things and you're ahead on certain things. Um, yeah, that was the problem that we ran into last CW season, and I was consistently three or four episodes ahead of you. Yeah, like two, two or three or something, yeah. Um... Which isn't as bad this season, so that's good. Uh, but we'll we'll figure out what what to do with it. Um, again, if you have any ideas, please do send them in. Um, but I, it, obviously, we're going to keep it. It's a, it's a TV Central podcast. So you don't get rid of something like that. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening this year. This will, of course, be the last episode for 2017, and we'll see you next year for some more content. Uh, until then, enjoy Christmas, have a good time, have a good end of the year, have a good New Year's Eve, whatever your plans are. Um, just make sure you have a good time, don't do anything you shouldn't do. Um, yep, and if you go out and about and uh, consume alcohol, obviously don't drive, take an Uber home, sure. take a cab home, yep. take something else home. Do you still do that, home. by the way? Uh, from time to time, I do that. I, it's more of, you know, you have to take at least one ride a month to keep your account active. Okay. Um, so I don't do it as often as I do it. I'll do it like once, like maybe ever, every other couple of weeks and I'll only take like five or six rides. But you know, with, uh, Christmas coming up and New Year's coming up, those are both big drive days. So you got to keep your account active for that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the next fake holiday, which is Valentine's day. I love the way you go to that. Yeah. It's a fake holiday. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> if you look into the history the guy that it's based off of was declared a heretic, excommunicated from the church, and stoned to death. So you know, celebrate love. Yeah. Well, but I'm I'm there's... a cynical bastard at heart. So. <laughs> well, there's no Son's Day. There's no Uncle's Day. There's no Brother's Day. So. <laughs> yeah. What what am I supposed to do? Just have a birthday, I suppose. But anyway, enjoy the rest of the year. Have a nice New Year. Um, eat lots of food. In the most responsible way you can play lots of video games watch lots of tv enjoy your break because you'll be back to work before you know it i guess um yep so enjoy enjoy your break make the most of it you can but have a good time most of all uh and we'll see you next year goodbye goodbye well welcome to entertainment talk tv it is entertainment talks i need to start again